This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Tuesday, you'll be joining me on my personal segment, First Dips, where I bring you through some of the latest, most interesting ideas in the personal finance space, hoping you inch closer to the life you love while managing your finances well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Coconut! So yes, every time I say, oh, you must have your goals. Without your goals, there's no need to discuss strategy and then risk management and all the shenanigans, right? And I still stand by that. But a lot of you are asking, hey, but you know, I'm in my early days of my life. You know, I'm in my 30s. Okay, the 30s considered young, okay? Because I just entered 30, so 30 is young. Okay, when I enter 40, 40 is young, okay? But yes, anyway, the idea is you're in your early days of your life. You are kind of figuring out what's going on. You don't technically have a goal, you know? You're just kind of shopping around for ideas of the way of life you want. So you're still in the early days of defining what is the life you're trying to pursue. So while you're in this situation, what should you do? Great question. So today I'm going to answer this question. What are some things that you can do to pursue stronger financial situations such that when you are ready, when your goals are clear, you can get down to it? Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and today we are back for another episode of First Dips, my solo segment where I try to bring you through some of the latest, most interesting ideas in personal finance. Yeah, today we're going to talk about maybe not so interesting, but very fundamental, very important, because it is true. I think for many of us, as much as these days I keep saying, oh, you must know your goals. If your goals are not clear, there is no real need for discussion of a strategy. But the idea is, come on, most of us have changing goals, and sometimes we really not sure about our goals. So what can we do? What can we do in the meantime while we are searching for clarity of the life that we want? Okay, so truth be told, right, there are all these different ideas out there. They are floating around. Everybody tells you what to do. There's all these things. And because you don't have a clear goal, right, it becomes very hard to give you exactly what you should do or what strategy you should take, what you should think about, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I have decided to pick a goal for you then. <laughs> While you don't have clarity of what is the goal in life, okay, we're going to work towards one goal. Okay, we're all going to work towards one goal in the situation that we do not know what we want. And that goal is to garner financial strength such that when our goals are clear, we can execute and allocate our money towards it. Okay, so in other words, the goal today is to try to accumulate some level of financial strength. You know, or some people say accumulate some level of wealth. Okay, in the process, not really knowing what you want, not really having a clear target of 
What is the life you want? Do you want to buy this house? Do you want to stay there? Do you want to like be a nomad? Do you want to shift out into the kampong? Do you want to like fight through and be the big boss of a big corporation? Do you want to run for politics? I don't know what you want to do or, you know, be a podcaster like me. I don't know. But it's okay. You don't compete with me. You can join me. Okay, join me. Email me. Hello at financialcoconut.com. <laughs> Right, yes, okay. Meanwhile, while you're not clear what you want, let us work towards a situation of building financial strength. And I'm sure between you and me, this is somewhere in your hearts. You also want to do it. That's why you tune in every week, right? You may not be very clear what is your big goal in life, but yeah, underpinning all of us that tune in every week, think about personal finance very actively. It's this desire to get into a stronger financial situation. And I'm going to make another caveat, right? I'm going to assume here that you do not have big debts, okay? You are not taking up the burden of the family. You are what a lot of people will call the clean slate, right? Clean slate, you know, you uh, graduate from uni, you come out to work, searching for yourself, you know? <laughs> quarter life crisis, right? Wow, before midlife got quarter life problems. Right, so and I think a lot of people in their thirties, you know, we are still deciding what is the life that we want, and it doesn't help that for many of us, you know, uh, we may have gone into a marriage, you know, we may have suddenly have kids, we have all these different things that keep popping up, and then life just keeps moving along, and then we ask ourselves, what are we doing? Uh? We're not very sure, also, right? So a lot of people, to be exact, even in their thirties, are not very sure, and it's fine, it's fine. Don't idolize those people that you know, like Macham, know what they want. The truth is, they don't. I've talked to many of them off camera, right? They sound very. <laughs> And they sound very uncertain of the life they want. And it's so normal. If you think about it, you have 80 years to decide what's the life you want, right? Until the day your life no longer exists, right? So why be in a rush? Why fall into the mainstream media trap of idolizing the excessively hardworking, like young dad that has four kids, work three jobs, you know, like still study at night or, <laughs> or like, you know, the 18-year-old founder turns out to be a scammer, ends up in the Forbes list, right? Oh, yeah, what kind of rubbish, right? So, so there's a lot of sensationalization in mainstream media and yeah, I hope more of us can kind of take a breather and realize that it's okay. It's okay to not know what you want. There are many people that go through midlife crisis and then come out the other side feeling like, yeah, actually I don't want this I want to do something else and that's beautiful well and beautiful but we don't cover that enough we don't have enough representation of people that go through that everybody that is represented on mainstream media is like this slog macham until betahan if not it's like wow this like miracle person from young already know what they want they learn five languages all that it's like Bro, relax lah, relax. Right? Most people are not like that. Most people work hard. <laughs> they work very hard, get into uni, and then work very hard, come out and get a good job, and then work very hard to try to get promoted, and then work very hard to date, and then you finally have a kid, and then be like, uh, what's next? Right? So, so I think most people are like that. And it's okay. It's okay to be like that. Eventually, okay, eventually we want to find the life we love. It's not, I'm not saying it's okay to drone around and be like, oh, it's okay, just drone around. To be clear, you are self-select. If you tune in every week, you are self-select. Your goal is not to drone around, right? But the idea here is while you are droning, it is okay. Eventually, we work towards a position where we know what we want, we have clarity of the life we want, we have the goals that we want, and then we have the financial ability to achieve them. That is the sweet spot that we're going for today. And so, amongst the big world web of uh, financial ideas which we have covered and you've probably also seen many of them in other websites or Reddit or whatever, right? It's everywhere. Right? And I have chosen three. Okay, I've chosen three. Three baby steps for all of you to do. And I'm not saying the other things are not important, okay? And the other things will be like, you know, open multiple bank accounts, you know, open a brokerage account, 
or uh, make sure your basic insurance are covered, like have a hospitalization plan. Usually, I think the best in class at this point in time is integrated shield plan, you know, having critical illness coverage, you know, some of those things, right? So I'm not saying those things are not important. Uh, savings, uh, having a good amount of savings so that you can cover yourself during bad times. We have already talked about many of these and many people have talked about them. But have we, we have established our goals, right? What is our goal? Our goal is very clear, okay? Meanwhile, while we don't have a clear goal, we want to accumulate financial strength. In other words, we want to accumulate some amount of money such that when we are clear, we can get down to it quick. Alright, so that's the idea. So that's our goal. Alright, so all these other things, I assume you already know. And if you don't, please uh, welcome to look at all the other things that we have created and also join our Telegram group and ask us questions. I know the group now a bit few thousand people, people don't dare to ask questions anymore. So we may start a Reddit, right? So stay tuned. I really want to do a Reddit. I'm just damn overwhelmed by the amount of things I need to do. But eventually, eventually, okay, we will start a Reddit. Now, if any of you would love to volunteer to manage a community Reddit, please step forward, okay? And help us kind of manage this process so that we can have a better, more optimized space for discussion. So with that goal in mind, accumulating wealth and financial strength such that when I am clear of my goals, I can get down to it, okay? This is a very clear goal that I'm defining. These are the three pointers. The first point is you need to be able to try to squeeze $500 out of your expenses. In other words, getting yourself into a surplus position. Okay, some of you may find it very simple, right? Because uh, maybe your starting pay is like, what, four, five, and then you work a few years, your, your pay is like, what, six, seven, eight, and then you still kind of stay with your fam, which is very normal here. I'm not judging you. But if you stay alone, it's also okay. I know rent these days is quite crazy. You know, man, I, somebody was saying like, renting a HDB flat, like the whole flat now is like, what, 4,000? I was like, my goodness, what's happening? What's happening? This will be the next ballot issue, uh, HDB flat prices. Okay, <laughs> I'm very sure. But yes, um, all that aside, the idea here is you want to get yourself into a financial surplus position so that you can then have capital to accumulate, right? So that you can then put aside sufficient capital to be ready for you to explore and do the things that you want whenever you have clarity on that. But why do I use the word squeeze, right? Because I objectively recognize that not everybody can readily do that, right? If your parents expect you to contribute to family expenses, your starting pay is like, what, three? Or you work as an engineer, very chala engineers. I know, shout out to all of you. Work very hard, but very chala. Your pay is horrible, right? I don't know what the engineering union is doing. <laughs> A lot of people may not be making that five, six, seven, eight thousand with with like, what, $2,000 expenses a month, right? If you are doing that, of course, great, well and good, right? So you have achieved step one, okay? But if you don't, squeezing $500 out is very powerful and I would even argue quite important. And of course, squeezing can come in a few ways, right? Or what people will always tell you is like, oh yeah, maybe you should uh, remove your wants, right? Wants, but I hate the wants idea, right? Because to me, everything is a need, okay? Everything is a need. They are just on different levels, right? Some needs are more basic. Some needs more, maybe more atas, more spiritual, you know, like more the mind, the body, the soul, right? So all these are needs also. To me... (laughs) Well, very voo-voo. Uh. The podcast get going tangent. Uh. So all those are needs also. To me, they are all needs. They are valid, right? Your social needs, your needs to be seen, your needs to be part of a group. You want to wear what everyone else is wearing. I, I think I understand that, right? I understand that. So I'm not asking you to like force yourself to do those things. But, okay, what I found to be very, very important and interesting 
is that if you can reframe your mind a little bit, okay, you can reframe your mind, break down some of these ideas and understand what all these commercial people are trying to get you to do, then you feel a little bit better cutting back on like, let's say boba or cutting back on like cafe hopping or like cutting back on bars, you know? Wow, Singapore really spent a lot on these things, right? Or cutting back on restaurants. And when I say cutting back, it doesn't mean like, oh yeah, you know, we got to do this, you know? But it's just really like reframing your minds. So think a little bit about this, okay? Recently, a great friend of mine, she came on the show. So she will appear on the Thursday segment on Chills. She's a great friend of mine that became a pastry chef and she went to Hong Kong to pursue this and she had a huge increment for three years. In three years, she was there, okay? And at this current position that she's making money, right? If she comes back to Singapore, she will have to take a 50% pay cut to come back and take the same position. So girl doesn't want to come back, right? And I understand why. Clearly lah, huh? Okay, so when she came back, we went out and then we were just like talking about like, oh, the cafe here, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, yeah, I will not pay for any single cafe here. Or at least most of the cafes here are horrible because they're all central kitchen products, right? So they produce from the central kitchen and they try to sell you Atta's price. Right? Most of them are, I'm not saying everyone, but most of them are. I tell her like, hey girl, I know there's this one place that I will go. It's called Hans. Okay, Hans never sponsored to this episode. Right? <laughs> I was like, I will go to Hans. You know why? Because they sell me central kitchen cake at central kitchen price. I okay, I can accept. <laughs> I cannot tahan that same central kitchen cake sits in another cafe, I don't know, somewhere in like McPherson or like behind Tanjong Paga or something and then they sell you like Atas Cafe price, right? So, you, 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 <laughs> you get an idea. So, reframing some of these thoughts, recognizing that there's a manufacturing process and ask yourself, hey, you really want to pay that premium? Or, you know, are there some public spaces that we can hang out? Can we go to our friend's place to drink coffee instead? Some of these things are great low-level things that you can do to renegotiate your spending habits and do it in a very healthy and reduced pain manner, right? It's a reduced pain manner, right? Rather than just like willpower, I'm not going to drink this, I'm not going to eat this, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to buy this, right? There's certain ways to, you know, use non-branded stuff, you know, like and non-branded stuff doesn't mean they're bad. They can come from the same supply chain right? Or, you know, go to places that are more affordable and do some of these things. And we've talked about it in many other episodes, right? I just want to put it out there that I recognize that it is a squeeze, but to make this a little bit more palatable, what I would encourage you to do is to reframe your thoughts rather than actively use this like, yeah, willpower. I'm just doing this because for the bigger good and you're forever in a heightened tension manner, right? It's, it's not, not healthy. La. I feel it's not healthy, okay? But the parameters of the game is there, okay? It's very clear if you do this, if you can squeeze out 500 bucks, which I think is possible, okay? If it's not possible, maybe it's time to talk to your MP, right? Are there certain support systems that you can use? And it doesn't mean you believe you're middle income or like whatever, then you don't look for your MP. You know, if your finances are, are trapped, What's so bad about looking for the MP or looking for some sort of social support to see like, oh, are there certain things that you can tap on so that you can then, you know, rise up the financial strength and then eventually step out of it and you know, you'll be success case lah. The MOM lah, you know, MCYS lah, they will kind of video you one. Oh, you know, last time I how, 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 then I get supported by MCYS. <laughs> horrible, right? Horrible. I call out on their campaign. <laughs> but but that's, that's the idea, right? They want to support us because they want us to do better. Overall, the country does better. And hopefully, if you are a success case and you're willing to do media campaign for them, they're very happy to take you on, okay? So if you feel like it's very hard to squeeze out 500 bucks, then maybe, maybe it's time to consider talking to 
you know, MCYS or like some of these ministers or MPs, see, see if there's something. And I think there are a lot of policies and systems and, and agencies being thrown up and set up that we don't even tap on, right? Let us do something about it and use these things well. And this brings me to my second point, okay? The next bunch of people that you need to negotiate with. Point number two is make sure you track your work performance and annually ask for an income review. No, Paise one, Paise cannot eat. Okay, I repeat, huh? Paise cannot eat. Okay, and we'll come back to you afterward from our sponsor. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, I think I don't know why it's very common amongst my friends and amongst a lot of fellow Singaporeans. Very pricey. Right, ask for pay raise very paise. You know, I don't dare, don't know why my boss will think of me. You know why my boss don't want me, they fire me because I ask for pay raise. I tell you, if your boss will fire you because you ask for pay raise, right? Highly likely you are already in the firing list. Okay. <laughs> highly likely you're in the firing list for all sorts of reasons. Or it can be the company beta hunt already, they need to fire people, or it can be you really not performing, or it can be that you know your value is not maximized in the current situation or in the company, right? So for all sorts of reasons, you are already on the firing list. So once you come in and the boss feels like, yeah, let you go immediately, then you know, it's not too bad to know a little bit earlier, right? Because either way, it's going to happen. Either way, it's going to happen. Why not get a bit of clarity in the earlier times and then kind of figure out your life ASAP? So yes, following point number one, which is trying to squeeze out 500 bucks for expenses, right? I also understand that, uh, right? Sometimes it's very hard to squeeze. So other than talking to MP, right? Maybe I think you need to talk to your boss, right? And let's put it out there, okay? Be very clear about this, yeah? Why I want you to talk to your boss frequently, especially in your early days of career and try to grow your income, right? Because a lot of people in the early days of their career, right? They can get 500 bucks, 600 bucks, pay raise, you know, even 400, 300 pay raise every year. And on the basis of your starting salary, maybe four, four, five, eh, that's not bad. Huh? That's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent increase. Rather than sweating it out in the stock market and thinking, right, how to like make that 20%, actually, you just need to perform a little bit better. Take on more jobs when you have free time. Like, you know, you got nothing to do. Ask your boss, hey, uh, any more things to do? I got nothing to do already. Right? And, and wow, well, you are becoming very productive. You're a very valuable member of the team. And you get your 5%, 10% increment. Wow, that's great. The first five years of your career should be very easy. Right? And then after that, you may have to strategically jump a little bit, change a sector, you know, get promoted, get headhunted, blah, blah, blah. Jump here, jump there. But those are still quite easy to get, right? But eventually, you get to an income size, maybe 8, 9, 10. Then your increment will slow down, right? $300, $500 become like not a lot anymore, right? So when your income grows up to slow down, ah, then the investment thing becomes very viable, Okay, that's a different discussion altogether. The idea here is, while we are not very familiar of, not very clear of what we want to do with our lives, we also should be very ready to change different sectors and try different things, right? So, so why are we so afraid of like just pushing our bosses and ask them, oh, how, how is this? Uh? And then if they say no, you're going to ask them why no, right? Is it because that there's no room for progression for me in the company? Or, you know, uh, am I kept here already? Or is the company not performing well? What, what is the future, boss? Right, and, and this uh, is very important. It's what we call management managing up. And if you don't manage up, then in other words, you have no clarity of like what's happening right? and you don't know what's going to happen in the company and you are making a very horrible bet on your life. So by doing this, right, it is not only about getting a bigger increment, you know, so that you can uh, inch closer to 
and accumulating more financial strength so that when you're ready, you can jump. It's, it's not just that, right? But it's also a form of trying to understand like, what is your future in this company? Right? Or what is your future within this organization? And what's the plans of the organization? If they cannot give you clarity, you know, of like, where are we heading towards? You know, what is my kind of progression? What is the future? You know, if the organization cannot give you that, then it's an opportunity cost on you. Why are you staying? Right? And, and let's be clear, okay? If you feel like you cannot go further and you are just at a place to stay, that is okay. It's also okay. I'm not saying it's bad, right? But I mean, we're all figuring out lives. We're all in the early days of like, trying to find the life we love. So in this frame of mind, then yala, go and try. La. What's so bad? Right? I'll go for multiple interviews, make friends with headhunters, go around. Even if your current boss don't have a clear plan for you, don't have a clear increment goal, have no business future, then okay, just jump. Right? Work with the headhunter. I tell you, headhunter, very good one. Right? You work with the headhunter, they love you, they sell you. Three months later, they can resell you to the next person and get commission. <laughs> so, so they are in their incentive structures are there, right? So if they love you, they can sell you, you package yourself, why not? And if you can't, if they can't sell you, then ask them like hey, how to make you sell me? How am I gonna be more sellable in the labor market? Right? So and I repeat this again and again in the podcast, right? Hope is not a plan. Don't sit there and hope for something to happen. Okay, go and ask, ask. And if the answer is no, ask why not? Why cannot? Right, And if they tell you for all sorts of reasons, then are you able to make adjustments to, to become the person that they will say yes? Right, So to me, this second point is very important other than potentially helping you to achieve point number one in a much easier fashion. Maybe you can even save more and like, put aside more you know, just by the fact that your income increases. Right? You know, a lot of people, they always tell you, oh, yeah, I must save 20% for investments, uh, 30% for savings, blah, blah. All the FA always tell you that thing, right? And I ask them, right, uh, how much are you making? Right? Especially the bankers. The bankers are worse, right? They come you, they tell you, and then, and then when they say it out, right, they say like it's absolute truth. Like, macham, it's like, just do it lah. What's so difficult? And they ask them how much they make, they make what, 10,000, 20,000 or 15, nah, let's say 10 to 15,000. I'm just like, alamak, 10 to 15,000, I save 70%, so no problem. Right? <laughs> so, it's like, we contextualize the absolute amount, right? So, that, the joke aside, uh, jokes aside, okay, doing this thing of tracking your work performance, tracking what you have achieved for the company and then periodically checking with your superior, your managers, you know, your boss to ask them, oh, am I going to get a pay increment? Or is there some way to go about building this thing? It's great for you, right? Other than just potentially get, getting more income. And it's also really about checking the future of the company and checking where you stand in this organization. And yes, I did a three-part segment, episode 157 of First Dips. Previously, it was TFC, but I know I gave the TFC title to the whole network. So now it's called First Dips. Huh? First Dips is my personal segment, okay? So episode 157 with Adrian Tan talking about how can you successfully increase your pay or ask for a pay raise? Right, so please go and check out the episode. And it's a three-part series. So we talk about like, what if it happens? What if it doesn't? You know, how do you go about doing this? Blah, 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 right? And, and I thought it was a very well-structured uh, three-part to just give you some clarity on like what to do. Okay, and this brings me to point number three, and that is to invest that $500 that you squeezed out uh, into a broadly diversified portfolio, okay? And some people will say 80-20, 80% stocks, 20% bonds. Some people will say 70-30, 70% stocks, 30% bonds. Some people more kiasu, they will say 60-40, okay? The higher the bond weightage, the more stable the portfolio, or at least that's the current idea, right? Because bonds are relatively stable, although not very true in today's times but broadly there's historical you know data to show that's the idea okay so 
without veering into the ground of giving financial advice, Aku will recommend, or like, okay, I cannot use the word recommend, okay? Aku will say, if it was me, if it was me, uh, I will probably do somewhere like a 80-20 or 70-30, okay? Don't need to be too safe because you're probably quite young. You're in your 30s, your late 20s, you're kind of figuring out and the whole idea here is you don't have a financial goal yet, right? That's the premise of today's episode. You don't have a financial goal. You want to get to a, a stronger financial position, right? So that when you have a goal, you can execute, right? So while you don't have a goal, in other words, you don't really know how long is this going to go, right? You don't you don't know maybe five years, maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years. Right? Some people after two kids, then they realize, oh, maybe I want to do something else, right? So you, you really don't know, right? So under such a situation... You do have some time, right? You have 10 years, 20 years, kind of figure out life. So while you are spending time to figure out life, you know, and just kind of like have so many problems to solve, uh, this broadly diversified strategy, I, I think works pretty well, okay? Pretty well, assuming the US doesn't collapse and blah, 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 okay? That's a different discussion, okay? But at this point in time, it works pretty well, okay? And because you have a longer timeline, you have no clear stop or hard stop as to when you need to take out the money, then a higher stock percentage is okay, right? Because we all know that with uh, more equities in your portfolio, the portfolio will perform a little bit better based on historical data, lah, right? So when he, if history changes, then everything changes, okay? So based on historical data, with more stocks in your portfolio, uh, the portfolio will perform better. Meaning, uh, an 80-20 portfolio will probably perform better than a 60-40 one. That means it will, it will make more money, lah, okay? Overall, in the, over a long period of time. So with that in mind, if you don't have clear goals to say like, oh, in 15 years, ah, my boy boy girl need to go to Atas University. You don't have that idea yet. Then, then it's okay, right? Just be a little bit more aggressive, have a little bit more stocks in your portfolio and just let it roll. And then some people ask me, hey, why don't you talk about stock picking? I was like, yeah, I can talk about stock picking. You know, I mean, that's kind of how I started. And a big team of us within the network, we do stock pick, right? We have a Wednesday segment to talk about stocks, right? So we do stock pick. But the idea here is not, it may not be for everyone. Right? For many people that are still kind of figuring out life, I'd rather you go and figure out life than every day figure out how to pick a stocks. <laughs> at least that's my position, okay? But if you're a little bit clearer, you're more settled and you feel like, okay, stock picking is this side hustle that I want to build. You know, uh, this is skill set I want to pick up. And then you, you take your time to go and learn and pick it up. I think that's great. You can do it. Right, but if you are just doing it as a reflex reaction for a general disdain of your current life, hoping that you can make a lot of money in a short period of time and then quit. Ah lama, it's problematic. Don't lah, don't. Okay, very, very, very chalan. Ah, better not, better not. Ah. Which is why amongst the big white world of all these ideas and strategies in personal finance, I will take a position for someone in this context of accumulating financial strength without having a clear goal of what they want to do to just invest, you know, their $500 in a broadly diversified portfolio. 80-20 lah, right? And broadly diversified can be very simple, okay? It can be that uh, you buy some sort of like world stock ETF, let's say like URTH, right? Which is MSCI world stock ETF, ticker URTH, and maybe like a total world fund, like bond fund, right? So maybe the ticker will be like BNDW, which is a Vanguard Total World Bond Fund. Okay, I repeat. Huh? So the two things that you can explore, I think is the MSCI World Stock ETF, which is URTH, ticker URTH, and Vanguard Total World Bond Fund. Bond Bond ETF, which is BNDW, ticker BNDW. You can just go and search. Okay, on Google, ticker, you just put ticker U-R-T-H or ticker T-I-C-K-E-R or ticker B-N-D-W, right? And you'll get some sort of clarity there. Okay, both of them cost very low. La. I think the cost expense ratio is about 0 0.3 or even lower. Right? So, and, and that's the idea, right? You use these kind of strategies, very boring, you buy and hold and you wait until you're ready, you can revisit them. Great one. 
so cheap. Why you don't do? Right? Yeah, you want to like go and cycle around, try to be opportunistic and all that. It's like very hard. Lah. Then of course you gotta pay some people to do it, right? If you want to pay other people to do it, then they will charge you more. Lah. You use a robot advisor 0.5% at least, right? And then you use a human advisor even more. They got a wrapping fee, like agency fee, like all this, all wrap up. Right. So why? Why bother? Why bother? Because the context here today is you have no clear financial goal. You're not planning towards something. You're just essentially pooling, right? You're accumulating and you're just accumulating and looking around and trying to figure out life. And then eventually when you accumulate enough and figure out life enough, you're like, okay, I'm ready. And then you want to go in, right? So that's the idea. So meanwhile, while you have no clear idea, why bother committing to some sort of like fixed financial product or some sort of like a deep structure in, in some of these things, right? And, and I, don't, I don't think it's useful. Only when you are clear. Okay, I have 10 years. I need to accumulate this amount so that I can send my kids to this university or so that I can buy this house. And only when you're very clear, then your financial strategy comes in and makes sense. Meanwhile, you're just gathering a pool, right? And if you're gathering a pool, then best in class idea probably is just, you know, stocks, bond portfolio at this point in time. 80-20 or 70-30. And if you buy on your own, you don't use a robo-advisor, okay? Robo-advisor already have some sort of fee on top, okay? Which is, I mean, they run a business, right? They need to charge you a fee, lah. But you're not very clear, you know? You just want to accumulate. Then just use this strategy, okay? 80, 20, 70, 30. Go and buy a MSCI World stock ETF and some sort of a, you know, total bond world ETF. And oh, to be clear, Vanga, MSCI, PIMCO, all of them are just fun houses. They all have similar products. Okay, they all have similar products. They all have some sort of a world stock ETF and some sort of a bond, uh, world bond ETF. Okay, they all have this. Essentially, is they buy Champo Champo together and then they copy each other one. They all copy each other, okay? Broadly, it's like that. Because the, the institution, you must understand, they don't serve you primarily. Huh? They are primarily serving the Atas money, the big money. The institution come down and then they say, okay, we want you to manage our money, but we want to do this, this, this. But there's a vanilla portion, right? Which is the world, world, world things, which is a very basic. So they will have to create these products for the institution on top of trying to sell them the more complicated stuff. That's usually how they think. So with that, everybody have. So if you don't like Vanguard, you can use MSCI. If you don't like MSCI, you can use PIMCO. You can use CSPO, whatever. Like. There are all sorts of fun houses out there. But go for the world, okay? World ETF, huh? world stock ETF, world bond ETF. As broadly diversified as possible because you don't really have a clear idea of what you're doing anyway, right? And that's why we are learning and on the go, you will pick up new things. And eventually when you get clear ideas or like, oh, this is what I want, that's what I want. I want to pick up these skills. I like China more than US or I like the US, I don't like China. You know, or I think Euro is going to die. I think I want to be a more opportunity in other place. You know, when you learn more of these things, Allah, you can adjust your plan. You can do for the more chim-chim one if you believe in what you want to do. Okay? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So with that, I'm going to sum up the three pointers 
these three baby steps lah for you to do to accumulate financial strength. Meanwhile, while you do not know uh, what clear goals you have. Okay, number one is to try squeezing $500 out of your expenses. I use squeezing because I know not everybody find this very easy and you may not have to reframe your mind a little bit to come to peace with this idea. Some things have to go, it is true, but to reframe your mind so that you reduce that pain. Okay, we can talk about this as we go along, but you do need capital to play this game. If you don't squeeze money, then you will never be able to play this game. You must get into a surplus situation. This is the parameter of the game. Okay, try squeeze $500 out of your expenses. Point number two is to make sure you track your work performance and periodically ask for income review. Okay, don't pay say. As you ask for income review, you also know your position in the company, you also know your performance, you also know the future of the company. So it's all great information for you as you're trying to figure out your life. Okay, and yeah, you may actually get some sort of windfall increase, you know, 5%, 10% extra on top of your usual increase. Why not, right? Or your company may reposition you just because you open your mouth. Right, so go and ask, be proactive. And uh, if you need more ideas, please uh, consume episode 157 of how to get a pay raise successfully uh, where I did a three-part series with Adrian. Okay, and of course, point number three is to invest the $500 into a broadly diversified fund. Okay, 80-20 portfolio, 70-30. So 80% stocks, 20% bonds. Get all the world, world things. Huh? MSCI world, Vanguard world, you know, all the world, okay, all over the world. Okay, the idea here is because you don't really know what you want. There's no clear targets of like how much returns you need and blah, blah, blah. It's okay, right? Invest in the broadly diversified. Bring your expenses as low as possible. It can go down to 0.3 or like 0.03, depending on what funds you use, right? And as cheap as it is, you take time, let it grow, let it compound. Eventually, when you're clear, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, voila, you have some money sitting around waiting for you. So with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya. Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate the extra time of the better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful, interesting, and shared, debate, and discuss. Join our community telegram group, join our potential Reddit. <laughs> Hopefully, by the time you hear this, the Reddit is ready. Now, sign up for our newsletter. We're doing some revamp. We've got a lot of things going on. Follow our TikTok. Please follow our TikTok. Let us know how to do TikTok a little bit better for you and all that, right? So, eventually, I hope you find the life you love for managing your finances. Well, I will see you next week. Okay, so yeah, these are, I think, some of the best-in-class ideas amidst all the other things, okay? There are many ideas out there. I'm just trying to envision, like, for someone that is like that, okay? What, what should you do? I know some people will say, like, oh, what about contributing to CPF? Yeah, okay, you can you can push some money into CPF, you know, or you want to, like, do optimize your tax, open SRS account, all this. But oh, to me, like, all this is chim-chim already, right? We are going to the next level. Right, so this, whatever pointers that I shared today is like vanilla, you know, like level one. If you don't know what you're doing, just do these things, right? This is level one. As you move along, you will learn other ideas. Oh, maybe I can be more tax optimized. Oh, maybe I can uh, use SRS. Oh, maybe I can uh, make use of CPF more. You know, all these things. They all come as you go along. And as it goes along, you can pick up some of these things. So maybe some of you already have picked up, right? So great. Uh, but what is the baseline and what is the goal? Right? Because you don't have a goal, I gave you a goal. And within that goal context, I came up with a strategy. Right? So yeah, I hope I hope this helps you. And do share with your friends that are like kind of still meandering around, not very sure what they want. And yeah, I, I hope they feel like, oh, okay, it's uh, not as difficult. Maybe we can start first. And that's why I think these are baby steps to go about. Okay? I hope it's, it's more welcoming. Lah. 
right, for people because it's a new year, you know, uh, we want to welcome more new people to listen to the podcast. And I know recently market's horrible. A lot of people very jaded, very afraid. Yeah, so do share this podcast around and I hope it helps more people. Next week, great. Next week is a sponsor episode. I love it, right? Sponsor, no sponsor, no show. Always remember. Huh? Next week is a sponsor episode. We're gonna talk about critical insurance, right? So, what's so critical about critical insurance? Right? Like, do you need to have it? What are some parameters? How to think about critical insurance? You know, where does it sit in your life and all that? Which I do think is critical. If there were two insurance that you should get right from the get go, right, is the integrated shield plan, which covers the hospitalization side of things, and also critical illness, which covers your massive financial impact yeah given certain big happenings in your life lah. okay that's why it's called critical okay we'll talk about this next week meanwhile take care